0: Out of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Time and time again. It's great to see your faces. I'm not seeing any of you, but I like to imagine your faces as you're listening to this podcast. Um and here I am. You know, it's been a minute since it's just been me and you, baby. And here we are. Let's get into it. I I feel like uh I feel like I haven't caught you guys up, but at the same time, you know when You know, when you see people, and I don't know if this might just be a comedy thing because I see people that I know so often, but also like, you know, because when you do comedy, a lot of times, like if I'm on the road or something or even like a local show, like in one of my cousins or my aunt or someone in my family or someone I know comes to a show or if I'm on the road, people will be like, oh, like, you know, it'll be like me and some other comics on the lineup And they'll be like, Oh, do you guys, do you guys perform together all the time? Like, is this like your, is this your, your group? Is this your crew? Is this your, your team? And no, the, the, the lineups and the people on the show are, you know, constantly changing and rotating. Um, so sometimes there's comics who I haven't seen in a really long time because I haven't done a show with them or, you know, whatever. And the question that, I never, people are like, oh, what have you been up to? What's going on? I never know what to say. Cause it's like, cause here's the thing. I never know if people actually want to know if I need to like really, if I'm like, let's have a seat and get into it. Or if they just want kind of like a little, a short little highlight reel, or if they just want like a, oh man, you know, just, you know, a lot staying busy, staying active, which is always a crock of bull. I mean, I guess if I really look at it, sure, I'm busy. Sure, I'm active. But to me, I'm like, I feel like I'm just doing the same old shit. I was just saying this morning, I need, to, I need to do some routine. And I know, I feel like this podcast is just me making a lot of empty promises to myself and thinking that you guys are holding me accountable. But that's not the case. I said I was going to meditate for a month. That did not happen. I said I was going to like drink water a bunch for a month. That didn't happen. So I got to stop making—or at least I got to stop telling y'all what I think I need to be doing because it's not working when I just speak it out into existence, you know. Um, But I do feel like I need to, you know, have some sort of regimen. I'm the type of person who, like, especially with comedy, you know, I I was so used to, like, working day jobs at, like, restaurants and stuff and staying busy that way. It gives you, like, this false sense of— busyness, which obviously it's not false. It's like you are busy, but it wasn't, I wasn't busy doing what I wanted to be doing. You know, it's like I would work, you know, the morning, the brunch shift at a restaurant, get off at like 2 PM and then go to open mics at like, you know, 4 PM. And then that was like my full day. I had a full day. I didn't have time to do anything else. Now I'm doing comedy full time, but that's a nighttime gig. So I got the whole day to be doing whatever i want to do and i just have i have such a hard time uh creating some sort of structure especially when there's nothing that i necessarily like need to be doing it's it's all things that i should be doing or i could be doing or you know things that i think would help me or benefit me it's hard to really you know like figure that out that's why i wanted to join the army Back in the day before I started doing stand up, I wanted to join the Israeli army because I love Tel Aviv and I was a dumb kid and I was like, well, how do I get to stay here? And they're like, you can join the army. And I was like, well, that sounds nice. I want someone to kind of like, yeah, I want to slick my hair back with gel. I want to get greased up. You know, I want to put my hair in a tight, tight bun, like a ballerina and camouflage. I want someone to, you know, yell at me. I want to spit on my shoes and shine them. And that sounds nice. I like structure, even though I actually, I like I don't, but I do. So I don't know how I got here. I, oh, yeah, I remember now. Um, but, yeah, I got to figure out some sort of daily schedule, some sort of daily routine. Because I do think that it affects my mental health when I wake up with some sort of purpose, some, you know, journey to go on. That's why it's fun. You know, I was in New York for two weeks and it was fun because it's like, it's a new place and there I have so many friends out there. And so I'm just making plans every day. I got an agenda each day, but when you're at home, you know, there's no, there's no sense of importance. It feels like to meet up with a friend. Cause you're like, Oh, I'll probably see them, you know, either at a show or just like out and about or whatever. Um, But I like that feeling of and I don't know if that's even like like uh, like the the feeling of needing to go to Target for something that feels important, even though I know it's just me trying to like it's another way to distract myself. But Target feels so important. It feels like I'm really creating like a world for myself and a future. Target really grounds you into security in some way. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like it gives you some sort of grounding, some sort of belonging. Um, I think I did scare my sister this week and I don't know. I, I meant to text her and follow up with her, but I think I scared her because when I was in New York, I was, uh, oh yes. Okay. So I kind of touched on these topics with, um, Ahmed Weinberg, who was my guest last week, but, um, I didn't get a chance to fully dive in. So what happened was... uh, Oh, yeah, but I guess I don't know if I should get back to my first point I made before starting something else. When people ask you, like, oh, how are you... Like, what's going on with you? I never know what to say. And a lot has happened since I've gotten to just sit down and chat with you guys. But at the same time, it doesn't feel... Like, you know, that much. But I filmed a set. I filmed like an eight-minute set for Comedy Central's YouTube. I'm doing some showcases for comedy festivals coming up. So we'll see how that goes. Um And I guess I've been fairly busy. I've been doing a bunch of shows. Yada, yada, You're yada, yada. To- what? Somewhere next this week, Arizona, not to play shows. But then... I'm going to Arizona this weekend. That's just for me. That's a me trip. Then. Yeah. Philly. Texas. Sa- Sacramento. Sactown. We're on the road. We're on the road, baby. Every weekend out of town. Yeah, I'm going to go to Arizona this weekend. Um, should I say why I'm going to Arizona? Yeah. Mama's getting a teeny bit of Botox. Um, last time I did it, I only said it on the Patreon, you know, I was keeping it a little secret cause I didn't know how people would react and I wanted my close Patreon family, you know, to know, to be filled in, but I don't really care what you think. Um, I only get it, not that, you know, I could get it on my whole face and you guys shouldn't, you know, give a damn, but I just get it right in between my eyebrows because I have such a prominent furrow. And, um, I've always done it. I've always just kind of been questioning people from a young age, just being like, what, what was that? Just constantly either confused or like, what the fuck? So I just have this really deep furrow between my brows and it leaves a line. Like, like I do it so much that when I stop doing it, there's a crease right there. And both of my parents, my mom and my dad, they do the exact same thing They never took care of it. And now they both have these deep butthole, like butt crack creases between their eyebrows. And I don't want that. Okay. And I know I'm young. One time I did get, I got, okay. So here's, oh my gosh, there's so much. I was so worried. You know, I get so worried going into the podcast. I'm like, what do I even talk about? I have nothing to say. You know, I've been really, uh, I've been really, like, you know, negative self-talking lately, and it's not good for me, you know? You gotta, like, trick yourself into thinking you're the shit, but sometimes it's hard, you know? Sometimes it's hard, and there's only so much pretending you can do, and when I take a step back, I realize, you know, shit is cool. I got cool shit going on. I'm a cool bitch. I'm funny. I'm sometimes smart, um, I wear fun clothes, you know. I I like things and some people like me. I think more people like me than not. Um, but yeah, and I and I realized that and I'm like, yeah, things are cool. I'm popping, but you know, you get that little voice in your head. I think there's this girl on TikTok. I'm going off on many a tangent here. So just bear with me. Hang on. Strap in. Strap on. Peg me from behind. Only on Patreon. Only on Patreon. Um, yeah, but there's this girl on TikTok and... Watching her videos, I want to become like an entertainment manager or agent or something. When I watch her videos, because I'm like she's got it. I want her to be on everything. I want everyone to watch her. Like I am obsessed with her. Um, and I think this is mostly uh, I think this is mostly for a female demographic, but also maybe not. But me and my sister have been obsessed with her. Her name on tip. tip <sighs> Her name on TikTok is lip gloss, but with like a bunch of S's at the end, it'll pop up. But she is so... You know that Lady Brené Brown? Um, If you don't know, she's kind of like a, you know, she's like an inspirational speaker. Um, She's really smart and she gives these great, like, you know, talks about confidence and, you know, all that stuff. Um, And she's great. But this girl is like is like, she just, she has, she's just, I'm obsessed. She's given me more confidence recently than anyone could because she breaks it down. She keeps it real. I want to get her on the podcast um, because she does, she like talks about these things that are so funny and so real and you know it's one of those things where I can't like try and explain it because I'm not her and I never will be, and that will haunt me forever. But the way that she talks about things is so fucking relatable and good, and it like it really resonates, you know. So whatever. So you know, I've been, I've been, you know, especially with comedy, it's easy to like really like hyper focus on yourself because you know, you're, you're a public person. Not that I have, you know, a giant following, but it's like, you know, I know that uh, there's people, there's more people I don't know following me on Instagram than people I do know. So I am open, whatever I post, whatever I say is open to any sort of feedback or commenting or whatever. And obviously, I mean, I've, I've said this so much recently, obviously I do the same thing to people. I love talking about celebs, um, but it's 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 just it's it's weird, you know, because I see it and I internalize it, and for some reason I give it some sort of worth. But anyway, the point is, I was in New York, and I saw a comedian had posted like had posted on Instagram what looked like, you know, potentially their set, like their lineup of jokes, like little bullet points of certain jokes, and two of them were very were were words that I would use to do my jokes. And so I was like, "You know what? You know, I'm sure I don't think they stole it from me or anything. I think, you know, the joke might be a fairly simple easy joke to make, especially, you know, there's so many co- comics in the world. You're bound to have very similar thoughts. But I wanted to get ahead of it. I was like, "You know what? I got to post a clip of me doing this joke. That way, you know, people just know I've been doing the joke. I'm not, you know, I didn't see that Instagram post and get inspired. So I posted that. But then I was like, it's weird to just post that clip. So I got to post, you know, two more. But I didn't want to lose any of my jokes. So I'm like, I'll just post these like dumb little crowd interactions. I had these silly little goofs with the audience. And, um, and the quality of the video isn't great, whatever. But I thought, you know, I thought it was funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It's not like mind blowing. You're not like, man, give this girl a special now, but it's like, oh, cute, clever, silly, fun, sexy, cool. So I post them and, uh, and, uh, and I post them on TikTok too. TikTok too. And, uh, one of the videos getting a lot of negative feedback and a lot of, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think that women aren't funny. It's just that this particular woman isn't funny. Stuff like that. And, um, but it was a lot of it. It was more bad than it was good. And obviously it just got on a weird side of TikTok. That's the beauty of TikTok is that if it ends up in the right laps, in the right phones, in the right hands, um, then that's great. But sometimes if it ends up on the wrong side, on the wrong wrong side of the algorithm then it just becomes, you know, more and more viewed by, you know, people who don't, whatever. So anyway, I got all insecure. I got all in my head. I deleted the clip and I should have just kept it up, you know, even negative comments could be because, you know, if I keep it up, whatever, there's negative comments, but people who like it will still like it, whatever. But here's the kicker. I was about to start my period five days later. And you all know how I get five days before my period. You all know. Oh, it's not good up here. Uh Uh-uh. It's a bad, dark place. And I always know when I'm about to start my period because something, it's like my eyes roll back. They gloss over. They become red. Something changes. There's a shift in everything about me. And I feel it. And I know that it's not myself, but I can't do anything about it. That's just mother nature turning me into the devil herself. And that's a hard thing to deal with because you're aware that you're acting different, but you can't change it. It's just your hormones, your emotions, everything gets taken over. I remember when I first got my period, like, you know, the first year of getting my period, it was a brand new experience for me. Okay, guys, stay tuned. Please stick with me. And, you know, I was with my dad And I was being so mean to him. I'm yelling at him. I'm throwing tantrums, and I'm like, you know, thirteen or fourteen. It's pretty embarrassing. No, I guess not. I guess that's the right age to be throwing tantrums. But it's embarrassing to be acting like a child. Um, and he was like, Allie, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I literally don't know. Because it was, it was so strange. Like I I had gone from not, you know, having my period and, you know, having regular tantrums about regular things and being aware of it to all of a sudden it was like something had taken over my body. And I, and I tried to explain it to my dad. I'm like, I do not want to be a bitch to you, but for some reason, like my bot, like my body's just creating this reaction, um, which is a great excuse but it was true. It was like I wasn't even trying to like justify. I felt genuinely bad. And I'm like, I, something is happening to me. Um, so anyway, so I post this video. It's getting really negative, you know, comments, whatever. So I delete it. And then I feel like a loser for deleting it. I'm like, I should be strong enough. These people don't fucking matter. And my sister sent me a Brene Brown video about you know the the gladiator and the coliseum versus the people in the audience watching the gladiator being like oh I guess that was a bad fight for the gladiator and it's like well at least you fucking fought you loser sitting in X X twelve you know the far back seats but that, that, that doesn't connect with me. I watch it and I understand it. And I go, yeah, that, you know, at least I went into the octagon or the ring or the coliseum and I gave it a go. You know, it's more than they could say, but that's shit. The girl on TikTok lip gloss, that's what sticks with me. She just makes the things, you know, so clear and whatever. So anyway, I was getting all in my feels And I'm like, you know, and I'm just going through it. So I told my sister, I caught up with my sister. She was in town and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, you know, joking. Cause you know, when I'm with comics, I'm like, I'm telling them all. I'm like, oh man, I'm so depressed. I'm about to start my period. Like, you know, and I was in New York and the thought had crossed through my mind. I was like, oh, I get why people jump in front of the trains. And, you know, when I say that to all my comic friends, they're like, ha-ha, yup, yup, ha-ha-ha-ha. But I forget that normal people have a different reaction to hearing that, let alone your family. Um, because, you know, I don't want to say obviously, but to me personally, I think obviously I'm not going to jump in front of a train. Um, the thought of it did sound, you know, un- I I got why other people might. It did seem, I, I said, oh, yeah. That's a good that's a good way out I don't want to do that but I but my head was like I empathize I can sympathize you know with that but I told my poor sister that and she was like you know obviously she was concerned and I get it but I sometimes I forget you know that that's more of like a, a thing that you would say to other comics do you think that that's good that's a bad thing to say right I know. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it's different family versus friends. I had to learn that when I got sober that I didn't need to share all my like all my fucked up, you know, thoughts or, you know, anything like I didn't need to overshare the bad stuff with my family, even though I thought that that's what you're supposed to do. You know, they're your family. You share everything with them. You tell them how you're doing. But then I realized I'm like, oh, I I have people I can vent to. Who, you know, understand me a little f- differently than my family. Because if I'm sharing all that stuff with my family, of course they're going to be concerned for me. Of course they're not going to, you know, look at me like an adult or like, you know, a grown-up. If I'm constantly just oversharing, you know, the, the bad stuff. But sometimes I forget. So anyway, I need to text my sister. She might be hopeful. Maybe she's listening to this episode right now. Hey girl, I'm good. I'm alive and, uh, you don't have to worry about me. I'm honestly also just too vain to, uh, to do that, you know? So not going to happen for me anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I could understand. I just, I felt so bad after I was like, oh no, she's like, she's like really sad, like concerned for me, obviously. Um, but yeah, I was in such a, it just, it happens right before my period. I get so sad. Um, I was going to talk about something else too. What else did I bring up? There's something. Oh, don't you hate that? What else have I done? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before I keep going, I'm so, oh, I'm going to Arizona I'm going to get a little toxy, a little bobo, just between the brows and, uh, oh, okay. So the first time I got this done, I went with my other sister. My other sister took me and I went to this place and I only wanted between my brows, but they talked me in this place. They talked me into getting my forehead Now, at the time, I'm a 25-year-old young, you know, lady. And sure, I have forehead wrinkles. But they're, you know, they're expressive. And they're not... They don't stay there when I go back down. They're not set, you know. Um, But they talked me into it. And I had the most stiff forehead ever. I hated it so much. It just felt so unnatural. I had, like... Yeah, I had this, like, weird V, like, indent of where they put it in. Like, it was super, like like flat, like, like flatter than normal and in a V shape. And the rest of it was like normal texture, but yeah, it was so bad. So I was like, never again, not until I actually need it. Am I getting that? So I just do the little unibrow area, um, keep it nice and firm, nice and tight. Um, so that's why I'm going to Arizona. But the lady who I go to in Arizona, she's fully booked. So I'm hoping someone cancels. I'm hoping. Oh, you're going there and it's fully booked. Yeah, but she said that someone most likely will cancel. And if not, like it'll. You'll have fun there either way. Yeah. If not, it'll just be nice to go to Arizona. I'm going to go with my friend Alex. Um, She just moved back home from San Francisco. She formerly. Oh, I can't say that. Let's just say uh, I have a new tax person. I got my boy Frank doing my taxes this year. Um, I, I always get so worried about taxes because there's so many forms that I get. There's so many forms that I get, and I'm always worried that I'm not going to get a form, like, you know, that one of the forms doesn't come to the right address, or it didn't come in the mail, or maybe I got it too long ago, and I, like, accidentally tossed it out for some reason. I'm always so worried, and there's so many... Yeah, there's just so much. There's so many things, but I did it to the best of my knowledge this year. I gave him everything I think I needed to give him, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, what else? Let me, let me check my calendar, because I feel like there was... I really want to see the new Batman movie because I love Robert Pattinson and I think he's so sexy and yummy. Um, What did I do? Okay, so I did... I did my taxes... I did my Comedy Central stand-up taping, which was really fun. I really liked my set. I'm curious how it's going to come out, though. Um, Because the thing with doing, like, like, I went to New York and I was running my set. You know, I was making sure that I liked it, the way I was saying it, the order of it, all of that. And so I'm doing all these shows, doing this set, and it's going great. It's doing well. The shows, you know, I'm like, this is a really good set. It's working pretty much flawlessly on every show. Um, and it's fun because when you're doing shows, you don't, you know, obviously some audiences are going to react stronger to one part than the other or whatever. It's always so different, but each time it's like getting a good response. And so I'm feeling confident. I'm ready. I go to the Comedy Central taping um, Brian, he did my makeup. I did like most of my makeup and then he went back in and made it like 100 times better. He added some, you know, blush and dimension to my face. He killed it. Um, and so that was fun getting a little glam, feeling like a little princess. Uh, and I'm pretty sure my nips will be hard and out. I didn't feel like wearing a bra. Um, And the shirt's not see-through. It's like this shirt, but in black. But it was very cold. It was very cold in that room. And I thought, hey, more views. More views. Whatever, whatever it takes. Um, So... Here's the thing about doing a show for a taping, though. This was the only part that I didn't like about it. Because it's a taping, you know, the host gets the audience, like, really warmed up. They're like, you know, I want you guys to have the most fun. I want you guys to, like, be super into it. Make sure you laugh loud. Be excited. Have a great time. Like, you know, really, really make these comics feel good. Which, obviously, it's like, yeah, it's better to have that than be like, you know don't laugh or, you know, just whatever. Like it's better to have a stoked audience than like an uninterested, unenthused audience. But that's what made my set so fun was just performing it in front of regular audiences because I realized the fun about comedy is working for the laugh, you know, getting like real reactions. And, you know, some of my setups, they don't need a big reaction because it leads to the buildup. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't want a big laugh. You don't want a big laugh. And then all of a sudden you get the big laugh, but you need to have those lulls and those quiet moments in order for it to really pay off. And so that was the only thing about the show that was weird is that everyone was just like laughing at everything and like, yeah, about everything when there were moments that normally don't get those types of responses. And it works in my favor. So, so it was a little bit strange. It was fun. I'm curious how it's going to look and come out and all that stuff. And then that's another thing. I was like, whenever this, you know, thing comes out on YouTube, like I need to take a break from my phone for a week because I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. I liked my set. I know it's a good set. I did it for two weeks before the show. Um, and it did great. So it's like, I don't need anyone's opinions on it. I know that it was good. I liked it. That's all that matters. Um, but it was a strange experience. It felt like it was, I mean, I guess it was, it didn't feel like a real show. You know what I mean? It felt like a fake show because everyone was just so jacked up for it. But, um, yeah, I did that. Uh, Let's see what else. Mm. 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 I guess I've been laying it pretty low. Uh. Okay, I'll leave you guys with one last story. I'm so... Na- Every time I do this podcast, all of a sudden I got... I got mucus in my nose. Hold on, I need to like really snot it up because it makes me talk different. Hold on. Is it disgusting that I just swallow my mucus? I'm like, it's already in there. Might as well just, it's like recycling, refiltering, you know? Um, okay, so the last story. I'm doing my last story. My last story for the pod. So, I was doing a sketch with some friends. This is the story. Should this be a Patreon-only oh, story? This is a good story. People are, gonna get, people are going to have stuff to say. Yeah, let's do Patreon-only. Hello. Sorry, I just had to I had to share some stories with my Patreon people. But I'm back. and um, And that's the podcast, you guys. I hope you have a great week. I will see you soon. Um, kisses, kisses, hugs, hugs. Go to my patreon.com slash Ali Makofsky if you want to be a part of that. Um, and then I'll be in Sacramento. I'll be in Philadelphia. I will be in Texas at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. That's going to be so fun. So insane. The lineup is crazy bananas good. Um, so come out to that. And then I will be doing a little run in Texas. I know I was just there, but come back. See me again, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. Um, and, I'll, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, my friend.